We're about three weeks away from the NHL trade deadline, and it's going to be quite a challenge for the Boston Bruins to add to the mix. We're going to discuss why. We're going to also talk about the power rankings and preview tonight's game against the Seattle Kraken on a brand new episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Thursday, February 15th, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your daily routine. It's free and available on your favorite podcast app, Apple, Spotify, Pocket Casts, as well as on YouTube. So please hit that subscribe button so each new episode will be automatically added to your feeds for you to download, listen, and enjoy. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which means your favorite team every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. I hope you all had a wonderful Valentine's Day that you were celebrated and felt the love. It was an off day for the Bruins. They're back in action tonight, hosting the Seattle Kraken. We'll preview that one later on. First, we're going to discuss options at the trade deadline and really if the Bruins have any, how difficult it might be to pull off a deal. Quick reminder, you can find the podcast on social media at Locked NHL Bruins and you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey thoughts at Ian C. McLaren. Now there was a post this morning on Daily Faceoff looking at one specific trade target and seven possible destinations. The target is Anaheim Ducks center Adam Henrique, who's probably regarded as the top center candidate to be traded following deals that have already been made for Elias Lindholm and Sean Monahan. The Boston Bruins are listed as one of the top candidates. Why this makes sense? Well, according to Daily Faceoff, the Bruins haven't matched their historic pace of 2022-23 following Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci retirements. Yeah, no doubt. But they've been the Eastern Conference's best team regardless. Charlie Coyle and Pavel Zaka have done admirable work as Boston's new top centers, with Coyle in particular exceeding expectations. But the Bees could still use more depth among their top nine forwards especially after losing center Matt Potra to a season-ending injury. All very fair points, and the Bruins certainly could use an upgrade in the top nine, top six. Um, Whether or not that needs to be a center is perhaps debatable, but um, the Bruins clearly are in need of some depth up front. That's one of their big, uh, big needs, certainly. So, what would it take to add a guy like Adam Henrique? Well, we saw the trade for Elias Lindholm. It was Lindholm to the Flames for Andre Kuzmenko, 
and a couple of prospects, one of whom was drafted in the third round in 2023. Uh, the other was a draft pick from 2020, another third round pick. In the case of Sean Monahan, uh, he was traded to the uh, Winnipeg Jets from the Montreal Canadiens in exchange for a first-round draft pick and a conditional third-round pick. So that's kind of what you're looking at in terms of draft picks that are being traded away. Uh, The Flames deal as well, I believe, involved a first-round pick. Let's just uh, verify that here. Flames, Canucks trade. So it's a high cost. Let's let's be clear. To add a player of that caliber, yeah, a first-round pick in 2024 and a conditional fourth-round selection, as well as Kuzmenko and those prospects. So what might it cost the Bruins to add a guy like Adam Henrique? Well, Daily Faceoff rightly says the Bruins might be the NHL's most asset poor team in terms of young talent they can spare to entice a seller team but a player like Henrique could fit their price range problem they don't own a pick until round four of the 2024 NHL draft no first that's going to Detroit no second I believe Anaheim owns that as well uh no third round pick so they'd have to get creative to meet Verbeek's asking price and perhaps considered dangling their 2025 first-rounder. The Bruins want to go there for Adam Henrique. Let's just remind ourselves uh, what this guy is all about at the moment. He is 34 years old. He's in the final year of a contract that's paying him $5.825 million per season. He's having a pretty decent year, 15 goals. 20 assists for 35 points in 51 games for the Ducks, a team that's destined for the lottery. That's only three points off what he achieved in 62 games last season. Do the Bruins want to sacrifice next year's pick for a guy who possibly will just be a rental? And can they even fit him on the lineup? With only $1 million in cap space stashed on LTIR in the form of Milan Lucic, the Bruins really don't have much to work with. They'd likely need at least 50% salary attention, and they'd still have to move some money out. So that would mean trying to get rid of, I mean, ideally you dump Derek Forbort, who is an impending unrestricted free agent. He's got, uh, what, a cap hit of three million. He does have a modified no-trade clause, though. A 10, sorry, a three-team no-trade list. Not super prohibitive, but uh, that still exists. You still have to approach him uh, to make a deal to one of those three teams anyways. Um. So here's the deal. Limited assets to work with, limited cap space to fit somebody in. 
Will the Bruins be buyers at the deadline? Well, it's going to be incredibly difficult. And that's just to acquire a guy like Adam Henrique. Would they do a deal for a guy who's under control for a couple of years or a guy that they might be able to uh, re-sign? Yes, that's more likely. You look at Hampus Lindholm trades, Taylor Hall, even Charlie Coyle before him. That's the kind of deal they'd be looking for. If they're going to trade a 2025 pick, it's probably going to be for someone younger and for someone who is likely to stick around beyond this season. The Bruins are the number one team in the East, though. They're hanging on to the charging Florida Panthers, and we'll discuss this week's uh, Atlantic Division power rankings here as the podcast continues. One of our sponsors today is Camino Consulting. How would you like to get to know someone better in an hour than you would in a year? Understanding one another better prevents small misunderstandings from becoming big ongoing fights. After providing more than 20 years of service to small and mid-sized businesses, helping management groups navigate conflict and onboarding new employees, Camino is offering a digital seminar for families and couples. So if your Valentine's gift of tickets to the game didn't go over as well as you had hoped, or you forgot altogether, get the Couples and Family online seminar for 25% off for the month of February using the discount code LOCKEDON. Again, this is a discount code of 25% off for the rest of the month at CaminoConsulting.ca. Just mention LOCKEDON when reaching out for a business seminar, and you can receive the first five profiles free. That's discount code LOCKEDON for 25% off uh, for couples and family online seminars at CaminoConsulting.ca. Thank you so much once again for making Locked On Boston Bruins part of your daily routine, free and available on your favorite podcast app and on YouTube. While you're on YouTube, check out Locked On Sports Today, the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel featuring top sports stories of the day from our Locked On local experts and national shows covering every league. You can find Locked On Sports Today on YouTube, and it's now available on the free Fire TV channels app over on Amazon Fire TV. All right, let's take a look, a quick look at the Atlantic Division power rankings this week. The Bruins, uh, after... Florida's victory over the Penguins last night sit just two points up on the Panthers in the Eastern Conference, and they trail in terms of regulation wins and regulation and overtime wins. Florida has the advantage there. Boston, 74 points compared to 72 for the Panthers. Point percentage of 698, 679 for the Panthers. Panthers also creeping up when it comes to goal differential as well, plus 39 for Florida, plus 42 for Boston. The Bruins are 6-3-1 over their last 10. Panthers are 7-2-1, and and they've also won three in a row. And as I discussed the other day with respect to the cup check, Florida's underlying numbers are much better than Boston's. They have a much better... Shot attempt differential at five on five, much better shot differential, and their expected goals second in the NHL as well, meaning they're getting shot attempts, shots, but also high danger 
scoring chances at five on five. One thing keeping them down is their shooting percentage at five on five, which is only 7.24, which is fourth lowest in the NHL. And they had a good explosion of offense last night. Anton Lundell, who I have on my fantasy team, is uh, creeping up in terms of his um, shooting percentage. So if the Panthers as a whole can achieve that, then they could soon overtake the Boston Bruins. Now, trailing far behind are the Florida Panthers and the Toronto Maple Leafs. 63 points for Tampa. Sorry, did I say the Panthers? I meant the Tampa Bay Lightning. They're at 63 points. Maple Leafs have 62 points, but they have three games in hand on Tampa. So they are third in terms of point percentage. If the Bruins were to fall out of top spot, they'd be in line to play either Toronto or Tampa at the moment. Even the Red Wings are only three points back of Tampa with two games in hand. Right now, the two wildcard teams in the East are the Leafs and the Red Wings. So, first place right now would put them in line to play the Detroit Red Wings. Second place would put them in line to play the Tampa Bay Lightning, who they just lost to in a shootout the other night. Again, once you get to the playoffs, it's kind of a pick your poison. There's no easy out in the postseason, as we saw last year. You get a team that's streaking into the playoffs like the Panthers did. There was an article, I believe, on The Athletic this morning uh, by Mark Lazarus outlining the implications of one game last season where the Penguins lost to the Blackhawks and there was such a ripple effect. The Penguins missed the playoffs. Florida went in. Just think about the difference between Boston playing Florida last year and playing Pittsburgh. Uh, That led to um, a whole bunch of ramifications. Pittsburgh went on that long run. They beat Toronto. Kyle Dubas was let go. He went to Pittsburgh. The Blackhawks finished with the third best lottery odds that won. They ended up getting Connor Bedard, so on and so forth. So nothing is guaranteed in the playoffs, certainly. And finishing first, finishing eighth really gives you the best. There's no difference in terms of odds of moving forward because anything can happen in the playoffs. So whether or not Boston finishes first or second or in a wildcard spot, all I'm concerned about is them getting into the playoffs and playing their best hockey when it matters most. They learned last year that there's a bit of a balancing act when you approach the playoffs. Do you keep the foot on the gas and try to go in as hot as possible? Or do you give some guys some rest, do some load management? That kind of hurt them last year with injuries to David Krejci and Patrice Bergeron. So Jim Montgomery has his hands full here down the stretch, keeping his guys motivated, keeping them hungry keeping them healthy and entering the playoffs with the best possible mindset, looking to shake off 
what they failed to accomplish last season. So in terms of the wild or sorry, in terms of the Atlantic power rankings, it's Boston number one still, but Florida coming on quick. Toronto in third by way of point percentage, followed by Tampa, Detroit, Montreal, Buffalo, Ottawa, all well out of the playoff picture, but looking to play spoiler here as uh, we move down the stretch. Um, Should be very interesting to see how things shake out, but beware, beware, beware the Florida Panthers. You cannot take this team lightly, especially if a guy like Anton Lundell was drafted 12th overall a couple years ago on the third line. If they can get that third line going, then they will be even more dangerous moving forward. Up next for the Bruins is a game tonight against the Seattle Kraken. And we'll preview that game here as the podcast continues. If you're looking to go to a hockey game, basketball, baseball is coming up, or even a concert, a comedy show to the theater, Game time is the best place to get your tickets. It's the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all your events. They have killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and a best price guarantee. They take the guesswork out of buying tickets. You can see the view from your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. All-in prices show your total up front. If you find Tickets in the same section and row for less. Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Just download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but again, create an account, redeem code Locked On for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. The Boston Bruins are in action tonight against the Seattle Kraken. There was a bit of concern yesterday as David Posternock did not practice. It was called a maintenance day. He was sort of banged up in the game the other night against Tampa. So hopefully he is good to go because he has been their hottest player over the last five games with two goals and six assists for eight points. Now, this is the first of two meetings between Seattle and Boston this season. Boston will be out west uh, in 11 days to take on the Kraken. Seattle, they are currently on the outside looking in after being a playoff team last year. In fact, in the west, they have the 12th highest point total, 22, 21, and 10, a minus nine goal differential. 54 points in 53 games for a 509 point percentage. A disappointing season for this team. They're led in scoring over the last five by Jared McCann, who only has two goals, three assists over that span. And they are coming into this one, coming off a victory, a shootout win over the New York Islanders, but they dropped their last three prior, including a loss to New Jersey. Philadelphia, and San Jose, who is the worst team in the NHL this season. So a very winnable game for our Bruins tonight as they're looking to shake off two straight losses and three losses in four games coming out of the break, all on home ice. They're in the midst of a seven-game homestand here. They've only picked up three points in four games so far to begin that homestand. So they really do 
need to come out strong in this one. Seattle is led in scoring by reluctant all-star Oliver Bjorkstrand. He's got 40 points in 53 games. Uh, Mint's done right up there as well. 39 points in 49 games from the back end. Joey Decord has probably been their best player so far this season. 921 save percentage. Just a shade under Jeremy Swayman's 922 mark. He should be a net tonight. Uh, one note from the other game, Linus Allmark was fined for swinging a stick uh, at Michael Essimont, I believe, who went into the crease unchallenged and bumped Allmark in the head. Yes, you can't swing your stick at a guy, but that can't happen either. Just a side note from the other night. Seattle, woeful offense this season, 28th ranked, 2.7 goals per game. Their defense has been good, though, 10th ranked, 2.83 goals per game. Uh, their power play is ranked 17th. Their penalty kill is 21st. They're a 25th ranked team in the faceoff dot. Uh, this is the game the Bruins should be able to win. Seattle struggles to score. The Bruins are a very good defensive team. Third ranked, 2.57 goals allowed per game. Uh, 3.36 the Bruins are scoring per game, which is good for 10th. Uh, just pick quickly picking up the over-under for tonight. I would imagine it would be set around 5.5. Uh, I would expect uh, maybe a 3-1 game in favor of the Bruins tonight. And again, Exactly. It is set at 5.5 for tonight's game against Seattle. It's a winnable game for the Bruins, and I would expect them to come out strong. And the one challenge will be, of course, beating um, Joey DeCourt, who has been very, very good so far this season, but should be no problem for the Bruins to get the victory tonight on tomorrow's episode we will recap whatever happens in tonight's game we'll also discuss uh or preview saturday's game against the los angeles kings and bring you all the latest on the black and gold because that's what we're all about here on locked on boston bruins your favorite team every single day i hope you're all having a great week friends quick programming uh recommendation if you haven't seen the love has one documentary on hbo check it out we watched it over the last couple nights just insane stuff anyways haven't really done a, a show recommendation lately but i highly recommend you check that one out just uh, unreal stuff anyways thanks so much again friends talk to you here tomorrow on locked on boston bruins part of the locked on podcast network your team every single day